Welcome to The Q, Conversations in Digital Media. This podcast is brought to you by Q1 Media, digital campaign execution and optimization since 2004. Hey everyone, welcome to The Q. I hope everyone is staying healthy and safe out there. I know uh, we're all still pretty trapped in the quarantine time and hopefully you all are practicing safe and social distancing out there and keeping safe, obviously getting on some Zoom meetings, whether it's for work or just keeping in touch with family. Uh, Definitely want to just give a huge, huge thank you Uh, from the Q1 Media family to all those healthcare workers, people on the front lines working and still going out there, whether you're essential biz um, and just helping all those people out there that are being affected. And we definitely, definitely thank you for all of that. This episode of the podcast is going to be a little different. It's, it's, uh, we've been doing the podcast for a little bit over a year, and this is the first time we're going to feature actual people who work at Q1 Media. Um, so it should be a fun one for anybody who's has a small business out there or a small to medium sized agency, or you're just a brand out there who just wants to know what's going on within the space, whether it's digital marketing or just get an idea of, of what some of our partners are doing and give you some insights. And this is kind of our, uh, you know, looking under the hood, so to speak, episode uh, on how to battle um, the COVID-19 pandemic that we're all going through. Uh, there's a few times where we mention the uh, COVID-19 playbook that Q1 Media put out. Uh, you can go to q1media.com to download that playbook. Uh, it's a great resource for anyone out there just looking at specific verticals within the business space. Uh, no matter what type of business you own, I think you'll find this resource uh, a huge resource for you and it'll become valuable for you to look at and just kind of reference from time to time. Uh, we'll continually have updates on q1media.com and all of our social media accounts, so please don't hesitate to go there, reach out to us if you have any questions or just want some digital research, uh, just some just general thoughts about the marketing space. We're glad to assist you in any sort of way. Uh, But our guests today are specifically Brenton Riley, our VP of sales at Q1 Media and Taylor Waltman, our sales development and training director. It was a great time talking with them. We we were talking a little bit about our personal stuff, the challenges that we're all facing at this time. So I hope you guys enjoy it. You're in the queue. All right, guys. Thanks and welcome to the queue. Um, this is an exciting episode because we are going to go behind the door, look under the hood, and maybe just help some people out out there, especially small businesses, agencies who are battling the COVID situation. Uh, but we have our guests on. It's Britton Riley, our VP of Sales at Q1 Media, and Taylor Waltman, our Sales Development and Training Director. So, guys, thanks for joining us here. Uh, Britton, I'll turn to you first, uh, by no particular order or any any sort of way or fashion. But I'll turn to you first. I want you to kind of intro yourself, uh, let people know who you are, how you kind of how long you've been in the biz, and obviously, you know, your experience uh, within the Q1 Media uh, Sales Team. Yeah. Um, so, hi, y'all. Uh, again, as James mentioned, my name is Brenton Riley. I joined on with Q1 Media initially in 2010. Um, I've been in the industry since uh, a couple of years before that as well, um, but have seen a lot of changes in the digital media industry, a lot of upheaval and, and kind of brand new norms. So, uh, taking this as one more, you know, kind of rung in the ladder as we we keep going on to see how the, the industry is going to change. 
And Taylor, yourself, I know you've been, uh, you just came up on a very big milestone. Happy six years uh, was the mark yesterday. So with Key One Media, congratulations. I know it's, it's, it seems like that's not that long ago, but it, I guess time does uh, fly by pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Um, six years is crazy, and uh, it's been all over uh, experience um, at Q1 Media. Um, I've been in the last six years, you know, just working really close with lots of clients. Um, I've been very close, you know, out all over the country, working um, all in digital, and then also working very close with the team and bringing refreshed uh, marketing tactics to the table and. Um, also close to the marketing side and bringing lots of new updated collateral and being able to arm the team to help their clients ultimately success out there in their campaigns and, and really build a solid partnership. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. I mean, uh, just the changes that have happened. I know with, I guess we went our first in-home uh, or work from home day was the 16th of March. So most like most people kind of were around that time. Um, I guess, I guess, Taylor, you can, you know, talk to this some, but I mean, the differences, the changes, obviously work from home has been a challenge for a lot of people. We're lucky to uh, still have an ample amount of work still, um, and we're able to work from home. So uh, first we'll kind of say that, but yeah, how has that transition been, um, you know, for, for you and just entirely just with working with the team? Yeah, I mean, I think I think everyone can speak to um, you know the insane lifestyle change. Working from home, um, you know, a lot of us aren't used to that. You got to figure out some kind of schedule and routine, and you know, figure out all the different adjustments. Whether it's you know getting more FaceTime with your team internally, making sure the processes are still moving along, and that we're staying strong making sure things are still in line on the business side and the financial side of things. So we're staying, you know, as, as far ahead as we can. Um, and then on the other side, it's making sure that we're taking care of our, our clients and, um, you know, providing what we can for them to help their businesses thrive as well. Right. I mean, we need to have all kinds of collateral to help them adjust their messaging, all kinds of collateral to help them, you know, um, use their dollars more efficiently. So it's a balance. It's a true balance. You know, we've got to take care of ourselves, make sure that we're doing everything right on our end. And then of course, take care of our, our clients to keep everyone moving forward. So it's been quite an adjustment, but I think the coolest thing, you know, looking back from, like you said, March 16th to right now, we've been able to just figure it out and just really navigate it as, as well as we can. Um, you know, get through these obstacles, have more FaceTime with our teams, figure out what our clients need to get them through this time. So I think that that, you know, although it's been a really hard time, I think for everyone, uh, we've been able to jump through these, these obstacles and, and keep pushing forward. And hopefully we can um, eventually get out of this uh, stronger together, you know, on the client side and internally. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I think as Taylor mentioned, it's, you know, it's staying flexible. I think this has been a really important lesson and really important reinforcement on how stratified people's needs are across different industries. I mean, you know, we're, I think, kind of from the beginning, like you were saying, March 16th, when we first started working at home and then shelter at home, at least in Austin, happened the next week, was already happening uh, in certain states, certain markets. 
you know, I, I think from there till now, you know, we've probably seen around 40% uh, of our clients either pause or, you know, decrease spending in reaction to either people not being able to visit brick and mortar locations or not being able to take advantage of, of certain services or products that weren't available with the shutdowns. So, you know, of course, which is very reasonable and it, it's been it's been really informative for us to be able to look at all of the trends that we're seeing across these different industries and kind of formulate where we can potentially bring some new ideas to our partners that they can either take to, you know, their, their bosses, their stakeholders, if it's a brand direct or, you know, to their, their clients in turn, if uh, it's a partner agency of ours, you know, it's, it's looking at what industries are in that 40%. You know, we've, we've also seen, you know, probably about 40% of our, our partners outside of that um, are really kind of business as usual. You know, either their business wasn't super affected by what's going on right now, or they were able to pivot uh, really quickly and figure out a way that they could maintain at least most of their business uh, throughout all the sheltering at home, which of course has been, you know, a really impressive move for a lot of these companies. And we're happy to be able to help those groups keep their messaging out in front of the right folks and also figure out new folks that they need to be in front of. And then separately, you know, um, also in response to all this, you know, we've had certain industries, certain partners that we work with um, actually increasing spending, planning brand new campaigns. Um, some of which really kind of are solely oriented around the campaign or the the pandemic itself, you know, which might be more of a PSA or awareness type of message, a uh, branding appeal to kind of show everybody that they're in this together with them, or you know, at least present some new way of thinking that's going to be beneficial to those folks that are seeing that ad and engaging with it. Um, or separately outside of that, who might even be benefiting from the situation. Maybe, um, you know, certain activities, certain behaviors are different quality right now. Um, you know, people can't be spending quite as much time with certain hobbies. And so they're spending all of their time here, right? So, you know, gaming, for example, um, television, entertainment in general, that can be consumed, uh, you know, virtually, of course, or remotely, has been seeing a big uptick. You know, certain kind of essential businesses that are, I would say, more than just essential, but are, are absolutely necessary for a lot of people, um, you know, ranging from the and finance and that kind of that are able to customers. Increase in usage on connected TV. Uh, you know, there's there's more you know real estate there essentially uh, to be able to get in front for every one of these campaigns. Yeah, yeah. no, it's it, it's it's kind of crucial how it, we're all seeing the messages on you know whether the national spots and you're watching connected TV and everyone's tailored their message uh, to coincide with with the challenges that we're all facing. Um, I think it's it's interesting to, like you said, you noted CTV viewing is up. And I think it's mostly, you know, people are stuck at home and they're they're searching for content. Uh, there's not enough of it right now, whether it's listening to podcasts or or uh, or even just uh, you know, watching your your favorite show on Netflix. You've kind of rolled, already rolled through all of that. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it, I mean, it's it's a it's been a challenge. But you know, the one thing that I think you mentioned was like 
people are still out there working and putting that energy yeah. uh, into something, uh, which I believe is Yeah. Important. <laughs> um, I mean, you both bring up like a really great point too, right? We were immediately understanding all of the moves that everyone's making, which allowed us to actually create the playbook, the COVID-19 playbook that, that we made for all of our clients to help them understand what are some options out there for them to roll out um, you know, a new plan or roll something out in phases or to thread in a certain kind of empathetic messaging into their advertising. Um, you know, there is also a misconception that everyone's pausing their dollars, you know, like they did back in 2008. And, you know, we're not in 2008. We have a lot of, uh, a lot of different, you know, we have an entirely different economy. We have uh, all the platforms that are available to us now and advertising is much different. And, and, you know, speaking a little bit to our, our playbook, it's, you know, the pausing isn't necessarily to, to stop dollars and, and not, you know, stop spending. It's, it's to stop and pause and think about how to, use these effectively and use these dollars the right way and make sure that we're being empathetic to our audiences. And I'm sure all of you guys are watching every single commercial right now. And you're like, I mean, I can't stop crying because they really pull my heartstrings, but you know, it's across the board and we really are in it together. And we have to be able to relay that message to the right people. And, 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 you know, like I said, we're, we're the experts now and it's really allowed us to arm our clients with the right messaging and roll things out in phases and, and break out a process and ultimately to um, help them build a plan for the future too. Yeah, I think, you know, simultaneously the, the most crippling part of the pandemic and also the theme of the pandemic uh, so far, you know, no matter who you are, has been uncertainty. Um, and it, it affects every industry, every company out there and wherever we can go in and provide some good thinking and work with our partners on some good thinking together and remove some of that uncertainty. That's our end goal right now as much as possible. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah I mean, just, just being able to give, bring that reassurance that we can help them and based off of case studies that we already have been able to create and help them understand that their dollars will be put in the right places based off of the knowledge that we have and understanding where their audiences are and that we're still able to get in front of them with the right messages. You know, like you said, um, you know, CTV is on the rise, of course, everyone's sitting home streaming and also social media platforms where we can re move dollars around. People are scrolling and we're able to um, really uh, pull the right levers within these platforms to get in front of the, the audiences still while they're at home during, you know, these crazy times. So that expertise is huge. And, um, you know, when they can rely on someone like us and, um, you know, digital media to still be able to keep their business and their brands present is huge and incredibly valuable. Yeah. I think there's, uh, like you said, there's, there's a a lot of changes we're we're pivoting just along with our partners uh that's just key and the value there's probably a lot of people listening to this podcast who are either own a small business or work in the marketing agency space Britton, if you could speak to the partners that you've worked with that you work with now and how they're pivoting also even just some insight into how they're dealing with the situation from a personal level or even just a business operation level uh because i think all the people while we are reading as many trades like what are you hearing out there and, and what people are going through yeah i mean i think i can share a few different perspectives um you know i'll, I'll start at least from you know perhaps the agency side 
and looking at it as, you know, any of, of a number of, of smaller to mid-sized agencies and kind of essentially small to mid-sized businesses, uh, when you boil it all down, are, are looking at this. And especially when a lot of these agencies rely on media spend to be one of their biggest drivers of revenue, you know, media spend pausing altogether, you know, that, that can be detrimental to the success of the company. And obviously, if they've got strategy and branding and, and you know, maybe PR, maybe creative work and production all worked into that, you know, there's, there's definitely other business that could be going on for these folks right now. But, you know, let's say you're a media agency. Well, you know, if, if 100% of your media is paused right now, your company is essentially running with no revenue, which is a huge problem. So, you know, first of all, looking at looking at an issue of you know a partner of mine um with multiple clients all of which have paused media at the moment or you know had campaigns that were kind of in the planning phase right then that they they put on hold somewhat even some that we were going to be launching you know maybe april 1st um may 1st for a couple of different examples that i'm thinking of which of course had to be revised somewhat at least in the overall format of the campaign but the fact is is that you know, if you're if you're talking about holding off on this April first launch, this May first launch, and you're planning on waiting until everything gets back going, well, you've potentially got a long time to wait. And even worse than that, you don't know what that timeline is going to look like. So, working with our partner in that scenario, you know, I was able to to talk with their VP, their media director, and go through some of the conversations that we've been having with very similar industries or similar clients outside of, of their own partners where we've had you know either really good discussions with people about how to take advantage of the situation right now how to how to be able to capitalize on the fact that there's more inventory for a lot of the audiences that you're trying to be in front of the platforms that you're trying to reach them on the sites and apps that you're trying to engage them in you know all of this is giving you more opportunity so Obviously, the conversation from that point goes away from, you know, hey, we understand um, needing to pause and holding off on campaigns, you know, let us know what what might be an option later on. And it moves more towards, hey, um, regarding the finance industry, for example, we're actually seeing that a lot of brands are staying active, you know, the mortgage rate dropped. And so initially from that you're you're getting a huge rush of people who are interested in both getting their mortgages locked in right then or potentially refinancing on homes that they already own so you've got a lot of people coming in with interest from that also of course with the stock market going up and down you've definitely got a lot of people who are probably looking to take advantage of some of that and get in while the market's low and ride the way back up so all in all all those certain lines of business for those banks and credit unions that i'm, I'm kind of speaking to right now um, have been somewhat in flux. Uh, you know, some are, are up, some are down in interest. There's definitely some that are up. And you've got to consider that it's important to be supporting those products because while business is down in general, you've got to be trying to put as much, much support behind successful tactics, successful products and services that you're able to get out to people that are benefiting them, that are also benefiting your company. And you've got to take advantage of the situation and know that you can't just go quiet. Um, outside of you know allowing any competition who chooses to step into that void that you create by going quiet and potentially steals market share from you, you've also just got to remember that you've got clients that are diehards, customers that are diehards. And so you've got to potentially rework your messaging, which is what we talked with them about, as opposed to going after the exact audiences we were targeting for the general campaign we were about to launch. We focused a little bit more in on 
audiences, for example, that would meet better or that would relate better to those lines of business that they're seeing a lot of action on right now. So again, it moved from being a reactive conversation that my partner was having with their clients. And actually we had success getting that campaign up with kind of a bridge campaign uh, until everything starts to return to normal behavior, um, which, you know, of course, A, our partner, the, the agency themselves was really happy with, but B, in goal, uh, the client themselves was really happy. They hadn't thought of the idea that there's more opportunity to get in front of people right now, that there's definitely an opportunity to lose market share if you go quiet and somebody else steps into that. And then even further, you know, we're driving good results from the beginning of this campaign. And so they've got a lot to be excited about. And so, of course, on my direct partner side, uh, they were able to kind of take that same thinking, that same conversation of being proactive with presenting different perspectives from the you know, other industries or their own industry, but from around the country, you know, so not allowing the client to just kind of rely on their, the own inf or the information that they've gotten themselves, uh, but more, you know, allowing them to see and get more insight into how other companies that they would definitely compare themselves to or compete with, et cetera, are handling their own communications and, and what that all looks like. Because, you know, I think, um, a lot of the time we kind of take for granted that our partners know exactly what's best for their company when they definitely do better than we do. Typically they know what's better for their company, but when it comes to the actual digital media side and knowing what's working well, you know, across their entire industry agnostic of their own thinking, you know, sometimes you can really turn on some lights that they just hadn't considered uh, while they're trying to figure out what their strategy is moving into this and might've been kind of soft playing it whereas they can actually go in a little bit more aggressively and, and win throughout all of this. Separate from that, um, you know, I've also got a direct partner of mine who is a brand, so not an agency, so a completely different perspective. Now, these folks happen to be pretty successful right now, so I think it's, it's important to note that uh, as definitely being part of their, you know, their ability to, to somewhat buck the more negative trends that a lot of companies have been seeing. But They've been seeing a lot of interest, and this is a group on the real estate side, um, you know, a, a builder. And these folks recognize, and, and of course, we've been having a lot of conversations with them about this as well and presenting some research, but they recognize that people still need to buy homes. Leases are still going to run out. You know, people are going to need to move for various other reasons. And I know that that's down right now, but down does not mean out. And so we're recognizing, of course, that some builders are starting to step back a little bit as their business drops. Larger builders that have the opportunity to kind of step in and fill that void, uh, again, you know, that's, that's part of the strategy we're recommending to them. So as a matter of fact, for this group, as opposed to maintaining their spend, where we have been seeing a lot of success and actually pulled down spend uh, on a monthly basis from their previous partner and have been seeing an increase in conversions, which has been, you know, a, a boon for them. But we've been proportionately increasing conversions with the higher spin that we're in right now. And we increase spin by about 80% as we're starting to get into, you know, what's essentially their, their busy season in the spring and summer where a lot of people are starting to move and are starting to buy new homes. So, you know, whereas initially there was thought on their side of potentially kind of maintaining and slowing down spend, you know, we, we did a test with them to kind of show that with increased spin, we could deliver proportionately better results there um, and allow them to kind of make that call for themselves as opposed to trying to push them into spending more, which right now 
is, is definitely counterproductive thinking for a lot of groups. You know, we wanted to show them that obviously we could level up that success with that and, and scale that for them. So of course, on their end, driving more conversions is really the end goal, especially when, you know, kind of general business is down and some of their more organic leads are down. We're able to help traffic uh, keep coming to their site, coming out to each of their different communities and driving more calls into their sales reps as well. Uh, so they've actually seen a 15% increase since we've increased actually spend by only 10% initially on the test. Um, and we've, we've since increased spend by about 75 to 80%. So, you know, that's, I think, really important numbers to, to talk about there, seeing a better return from an increase in spending than you were doing proportionately before all this happened, even when conditions were more favorable for your business. I think all that just really goes to show that we, we don't know exactly how every company is going to fare. And it's important for us to look at the, the, whole, you know, the, the whole digital media industry, but each industry within that, each category of, of advertiser, and look at how their own group is performing, what other options they might have. Because when we're trying to present that whole picture form, you know, we've, we've got to come with something that's much more justified as opposed to, hey, you should increase spend. It needs to be something more along the lines of, hey, if you increase spend here, we're likely going to see this type of uptick in performance, see this kind of return from it. And this is maybe, you know, additional properties or platforms or tactics that you can consider with that, that we're going to see good results from for these reasons and where we've seen that success before. And I think as long as you're, you're coming to them with a very purposeful idea and, and the justification, of course, is crucial you know, I don't think there's a wrong time for that. And I think especially right now for a lot of people, it's very refreshing to have uh, a, a completely new perspective on a campaign that might have been the same year over year, uh, which is obviously going to see a little bit different reaction, um, you know, in, in this kind of era. Yeah. And Taylor, I'd like to, and that's that's all great advice, honestly, because in the, I think a lot of people are going to take that, what you just said and go, okay, wow, it's it's working for people. And, and that's a huge, huge thing to hear. Uh, any positive news is good news um, at this point. Um, Taylor, I'd like to, I'd like to hear, um, you were really integral, integral in, in getting a playbook developed, not only for um, our sales team here at Q1 Media to push out to clients. Um, I'd one, I'd love you to, for you to speak to that a little bit, kind of the goals with that, um, but also maybe touch on one of the experiences that you're dealing with with, with a, a client of your yourself and dealing and well, how they're pivoting uh, during this time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, we, we've kind of really touched on a lot of major points that uh, our, our COVID-19 playbook is focused around. Uh, and what we wanted to do was really just lay out what to do. What do we do right now? You know, um, you know, Brenta mentioned, we need to speak very specific to each of these verticals, everyone is treated differently. A lot of campaigns are focused on foot traffic. A lot of brands are focused on branding and awareness. I mean, there's all kinds of different KPIs out there. So it's important, um, you know, to have experts go in and really be proactive and create media plans. But we were able to pull kind of all of this together and, you know, highlight the most important things out there that we're seeing that are working. And, you know, like where, where there's, um, you know, the credit unions and banks and um, EDU, higher EDU campaigns that are still up and running, whereas maybe on the travel and tourist, tourism side, obviously is going to have a much different route. And uh, we were able to, you know, do some research and see what's trending and see what's working. 
and, uh, you know, kind of take, take, uh, the routes that people are going and build it into an overall playbook, um, where you can kind of fit into some sort of way that's going to help you get back on track here. Um, you know, most importantly, I think the first thing we put there in our playbook is keeping your brand present, you know, um, like Mark, like Brenton said, you know, if you, if you pull back, you're going to lose part of the market share. And that goes for everyone. You know, it's like, obviously some businesses have the luxury or, you know, are, are in a place to keep their spending going and some aren't, but for the most part, um, you know, say for example, casinos or travel and tourism, I've seen a lot of campaigns that are rolling out in a different, in, a, in phases and letting their, their customers and letting the experience still in front of their audiences. But threading in the conversation, threading in the messaging that they will be there when the time is right. And that, you know, they're still there and they, and their customers and, you know, their guests are still incredibly important to them and keeping that mindset and keeping that presence and brand presence in front of their audiences is a a huge, huge uh, value of marketing and advertising because when the time is right, their audiences will still understand that they were there and they will still remember their brand presence and understand what their whole goal was for their messaging. Um, you know, that speaks, uh, again to, um, you know, focusing on adjusting and pivoting where your message is going to be right. So if you're not traveling or you're not reaching students that were going to certain events, or, you know, maybe you had trade shows that, you had planned out for the entire year. And, you know, there, like I said, there's all different kinds of KPIs. So it's incredibly important to pivot where you're going to be moving your messaging to now too, right? So we like to really highlight in the playbook, um, implementing uh, and, and adjusting dollars towards social platforms and uh, implementing CTV along your pre-roll and really keeping, uh, you know, keeping the focus where your audiences are and understanding where they might not be anymore and moving, moving the geo focus toward um, where they are now. So I think, um, you know, we have bits and pieces um, that can really, um, really speak to all the verticals out there. And the cool part is that we have our full team in digital media, I said, are very close to hundreds of clients and are able to bring the value to the table and be bring proactive and bring a plan and not be reactive to, okay, what do you want to do? You know, where do you want to put your money where we can say, this is where your audience is. These are the platforms you need to change it up to, you know, and, and just roll out a brand new plan that's going to make sense in this during this time. Um, and that kind of segues a little bit into a couple of plans, you know, that I was really, really diving into, um, a couple of, of EDU, higher EDU clients that did have events that were going on all over the country and that got suddenly, you know, canceled. And I mean, you obviously have to, you have to just take a minute to understand what we have to do to still stay present and still stay in front of this audience. But obviously we have to rebuild this entire plan because these, these aren't going to be taking place anymore. And we really dug into where these audiences are. And a lot of it was focused on recruitment and a lot of it was, um, focused on specific events happening. And, um, you know, we took the messaging and we rebuilt the creative to not only get in front of that right audience, but to get in front of them in, in front of a new place. And then of course, build the messaging around a new virtual experience. Right. So I think, you know, on our side, 
it is important to take a moment to understand what your goal is here and get in, in front of the right people, but also to be very mindful and not jump into, well, we just have to, you know, get, get our plan up and going. We have to just use your experts and, and understand what's going to be the most important and most effective way to get in front of that audience in the right way with the right message. It's all about that messaging. So, um, you know, that being said, it, it kind of goes across all of, all of the campaigns I've been working with and, uh, and clients and just the messaging is the most important thing and taking the time to be mindful in a time like this, because no one really knows what every person is going through, right? We're all going through such a different experience. So we really need to come in and, and understand what the goals are here and just rebuild a plan and roll it out in new, in a new fashion. Yeah, and you touched on a very uh, a, a vertical that we've got a lot of history in it here at Q1 Media within the education space. And you mentioned that virtual experiences are being huge. <laughs> I've got a campaign that um, you know they were going after summer enrollment. Now they're promoting total online classes, and it was targeting their existing um, students. You know, they typically will outwardly focus their efforts on, say, maybe even transfer students and things like that, which is still a big. Uh, um, I think tactic or approach now because a lot of students, even if you're senior in high school, are rethinking, uh, you know, where they're actually going to attend universities next year. Uh, but they took the approach and said, look, why don't we just go after our existing students and we can still do this online. Some of them might live in a city two hours away. Some of them might live in, in a different country. Who knows? But they can still take these classes. Um, so there's a lot of different approaches. Uh, and even I'll, I'll touch on one brief uh, uh, case study that I have for an auto client that decided to stay consistent. And and honestly, their operation was set up really well uh, where it's an auto client regionally. Uh, they have locations uh, in the Pacific Northwest and in Texas. And basically, they, they restructured their hours. It was still an essential business, so they were still able to stay open. Um, they did bring their spending down by about 30% on certain tactics. But with that said, it also afforded us an opportunity to then hone in on what, uh, say, opportunities or messages were working best within those tactics because we were cutting 30% of the budget. We didn't want to lose 30% of calls or conversions. So it made it gave us an opportunity to even reevaluate the campaign. Um, and luckily, I can report that this company is up year over year um, and for March and April. So, you know, that's tough to say at this point. So I want everybody to, to hear that there are success stories out there. Um, obviously, I know there's a lot of situations and, and businesses that are feeling the brunt of this more than others. So we are definitely um, aware of that. So we don't want to like take that aside, but there are those positives. Um, and an important you know, I think to, to consider, you know, obviously... You know, coming in in a, in a time of hardship right now and not necessarily overhauling the campaign, but managing to drive more efficiency and strong performance with a lower spin, you know, imagine how much strong back in, um, you know, as behavior starts to return to normal and traffic in-store and online starts to return to normal as well. It's, you know, it, there definitely are some incredible success stories to be had through all Absolutely. this. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that kind of leads us to kind of maybe a, a, a final point that I think we should touch on. It's it's April 29th. We're still about set. We're about seven weeks into a quarantine. We're all we still don't know what's going on. But Britton, I'd like for you to speak to what you're seeing and just we are starting in we're in the state of Texas here in Austin. But 
there are states that are being more cautious. Uh, Governor Greg Abbott just released kind of the first phase of, of kind of getting back to some normalcy. We know that's going to take some time. There's going to be phases and it's not going to just all get back to normal. But what are you seeing from your partners at this point? Um, it being April 29th, heading into the month of May, uh, in terms of like how they're approaching things and getting ready to possibly hit back uh, to some normalcy. So um, I'll, I'll provide a couple of brief examples from completely different parts of the country, one of which is here in Austin, of course, where we've, we've got a little bit of conflict um, between kind of how the city government feels and, and how the state government feels. You know, you mentioned Governor Abbott went ahead and put out an order um, to allow the reopening of certain businesses in kind of like phase one. Uh, and then from there, there will be more phases with you know, different, different types of businesses included in each. Well, one of my partners um, is a gym, um, and they're in a very particular situation now where they were actually opening, finishing construction kind of as this was all uh, beginning. So, of course, it completely threw their, their campaign strategy, uh, you know, to the wind. You know, we were looking for an early year opening, trying to drive subscriptions and get memberships and stuff going. Um, so for them, it was it was terrible. You know, there could not have been a, a worse possible timing for something like this to happen and postpone what should have essentially been, you know, the most celebratory and, and, and successful part of their business is kind of getting it going, getting that initial you know, group of, of members to their gym. Uh, and it's an incredible gym, by the way. So they won't have a tough time really getting people in there. But of course, the, the message changed for a while. We pause campaigns all together, but at first it kind of changed to pushing that that date, you know, that kind of, hey, you, we'll see you then kind of date, uh, pushing that out a little bit further. And then we just paused everything as everything kind of really came more to that uncertain state where we just didn't know how long this was going to last. At this point um, here in Austin, or I guess more in the state of Texas, gyms are included in phase two. So um, it's actually looking like, I believe, May 17th or 27th. Uh, gosh, please don't hold me uh, responsible for that one. But 17th or 27th uh, is when phase two is going to begin and those businesses can actually start reopening. So we're talking right now about getting messaged or getting messaging in a, a more succinct format to where we can really drive it home. Hey, we're going to be open when phase two opens back up. You know, kind of we know you're looking to get out of the house and kind of get back to your, your normal fitness routine, which for so many people is, has just been terrible to be without. So a lot of these people are really excited about the, the prospect of getting out there and especially even trying out a new gym with some of the cool features that they've got there. So that's really how we're adjusting there. It's, it's very direct and immediate at this point with that new order coming from Governor Abbott. We've actually kind of got a timeline and, and marching orders for when we need to get them back live, which is as, as, as soon as possible. We're waiting on some assets to, to build out creative for their campaign from the photo shoot, which of course was also delayed because they couldn't get a photographer in there during all this, um, to where now we're going to be pushing hard on getting people to sign up and getting people in the door as really the sole goal outside of, you know, awareness is, is definitely hitting the back burner and it's going to be conversion heavy. Yeah. As opposed to, you know, a group um, up in the in New England, uh, a state parks organization that I work with, we had a summer campaign that was going to be launching um, actually a couple of weeks ago to kind of build up interest as people are getting more towards the summer or, or summer and are going to have time off of school, uh, more time with their families, that kind of thing, or planning vacations to, kind of gear it towards getting people into these parks and doing more outdoors activities and hikes and camping and that kind of stuff. 
um, which of course had to be you know put on complete hiatus as the parks organization had to put all of their their rangers um, either working from home or furloughed so they didn't have the ability to staff these areas and so in those scenarios or in that scenario for example right now it's um, it's very much it's very touch and go um, obviously we're staying in contact I'm, I'm talking with the agency who of course represents the client they're staying in contact with with the client and getting regular updates and we're trying to share uh, new trending on certain states that are seeing some opening or um, better examples really are states that actually had trails and certain things like that open throughout all of this um, on what kind of messaging they're seeing the most success with but also as opposed to just trying to drive people to the parks which was the the previous goal you know at this point it's going to be definitely trying to get people to utilize the parks but we're talking more about um, shifting a lot of the messaging to more branding and essentially kind of preparing for the fall and winter seasons, uh, which for them, they're thinking are, are going to see a lot more traffic this year, mainly since the summer is still kind of in this, uh, you know, this, this more uncertain phase and people don't necessarily know what that timeline looks like and they don't want to put all their eggs in the basket of assuming they're going to be able to get a lot of folks to those parks in the summer. So, you know, right now, two very different examples there, different areas of the country and are seeing different orders because this state, for example, is still sheltering at home, at least through the middle of May, uh, which could, of course, be extended. We don't really know. So um, a lot of these cases are, are really particular and based on the regulation and, you know, new orders that are coming out maybe in their specific state or even down to the specific market. Um, but fortunately, even in both scenarios, there are solutions, you know, we, we find the way out of it. And even if that solution is to actually go dark, especially, you know, Taylor was mentioning um, for an industry like travel tourism, which has been so heavily hit right now, you know, it's, it's reasonable to assume that they're really tentative about coming back live. So, you know, we're, we're trying to stay respectful of that, um, give them as much information as they need that might help them on developing their own timeline but also kind of let them establish what that looks like, what their objectives might be, if they're changing, um, and how we can help them pivot to keep their campaign on the right track. Yeah, I love that. And just to kind of piggyback off of that too, and just speaking about how differently we each have to treat this new phase of the situation um, by vertical, I mean, even even QSR and restaurants and the restaurant business here in Texas, you know, they're going to be rolling that out in phases and their phase one is only allowing the restaurants to, um, to only allow in 25% of people uh, of their actual capacity, which in some cases that may not be beneficial to some, to some businesses, right? Um, they could lose money. So it's important that, um, you know, we're, we're providing solutions to them. Like you said, there's always solutions. There's always a plan. Um, help them understand what's going to be the most beneficial and effective to approach their next marketing plan or their next move. Um, just like, just like businesses are, sorry, just like banks and just like travel tourism, everyone's going to be different. So I think, you know, taking all of this, um, you know, every day by day, something's different. There's, there's new stats and there's new policies and there's new things being lifted and new restrictions. And so I think it's important that we bring it all together, um, apply what we can, look at the solutions that are working for our clients and move forward and help them build out, um, you know, a new phase and a new plan for them. 
That's great. No, that's a good, good suggestion. Honestly, that's, that's what we've been doing, <laughs> you know, as a team and, and internally. And, and luckily we are still um, able to work remotely, like we mentioned in the start of this and, and, and actually be there for clients. And I've, I've gotten a lot of feedback from, from many of our clients just saying, Hey, thank you for still being there. You know, there's been a lot of, um, you know, changes within the space, even within the agencies that have maybe had to furlough some employees or uh, completely lay off some staff. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's a definite challenge that a lot of them are going through. So the fact that we're there and we, they can lean on us, it's, it's, it's very awesome. Um, and you mentioned, I mean, the, the space has changed a little bit. I know that uh, connected TV, obviously social media, people are spending more time. We've kind of hit on all those points. Uh, I kind of want to end on, you know, what you y'all are doing for fun, uh, I know you both have little ones, uh, so you are right there along with many of uh, other Americans and people around the world who are trying to manage their time between work if they're still able to work from home and being able to you know, be with their kids and entertain them if they're in the toddler phase or, uh, or even under the age of really 13 or 14. You kind of got to get these kids entertained these days. So I just wanted to end maybe on some personal notes with, with you, Taylor. You can start first uh, about how what you're doing to keep busy, stay sane, <laughs> and just kind of keep that positive attitude. Oh man. Yeah. I know. Um, I know a lot of people are having some, um, hard times with certain ages of their kids. I mean, it's, they can be a handful at times and I know we've got meetings and all that good stuff, but I think, uh, it is on my end, a silver lining, having a brand new little girl and being able to spend that time and get some solid family time uh, with my fiance. And, you know, we've got to figure out our whole work from home situation, but we've been able to work it, work it out and figure out a workout situation, like actually doing some uh, fitness and uh, spending time with our baby and doing some little arts and crafts activities at home um, and and lots of lots of virtual FaceTime with the families all over um, and friends and it, it kind of feels like I've I've spent more time and more FaceTime than I did before on uh, on these FaceTimes which has been really nice and has kind of been a a reality check of of you know things that we take for granted and time and time with our friends and actual hugs and real conversations, you know, face to face. So I would definitely say that would be a silver lining, lining in a time like this um, and spend a lot of time in the kitchen, a lot of time cooking, a lot of time cleaning. <laughs> um, but it's been really, it's just been, it's been nice to have some really solid family time. Listen. I would, uh, I would completely agree. I mean, you know, there's, there's definitely some, some hoop jumping. Uh, I would say to be able to manage, you know, the full workload um, and also be able to manage the full parent load. You know, I am fortunate enough to, to have my wife also here working from home that she's able to, to, you know, for example, take Aiden where it's really crucial times that one of us needs to be on a phone call or, or something like that. You know, the other one's usually available. Uh, but of course, you know, my wife also, she is working pretty actively right now. She's also full-time interior designer um, and about to have a baby in, in a couple of weeks. And so, you know, she's got a lot of stuff on her own mind as well. So it, it really helps that there's both of us that we can keep Aiden entertained, keep her happy, try to cut down on the screen time as much as possible, uh, as much as possible. I mean, I, I will admit yeah. I had to talk to our doctor and actually get his, his sign off on the amount of screen time that we're allowing her to have right now. <laughs> and he just told us to focus on more educational shows. And he said, Hey, there's, 
there's only so much you can do with both of y'all working at home and no other options for, you know, you know, for daycare or anything like that for. So he, uh, he gave the approval, which I, you know, it's not always easy to come by, which is really helpful. But yeah. you know, outside of that, it's, you know, we're, we're trying to stay entertained and, and pick different restaurants to get takeout from, uh, you know, whenever we don't, or whenever we decide not to cook. And, you know, I think it was really cool. And, and on the business side too, which I thought was a, an amazing campaign, um, but the, the Texas Craft Brewers Guild actually put together this campaign this last weekend called the Great Texas Beer Run, which is kind of designed to support all the breweries around town. And, you know, of course, you know me, I, I, I like uh, a good beer or two here and there. And so, of course, you know, we I, I follow a lot of these breweries and have buddies that are working at these breweries. And so we, we did our part to go out there and, and get some beer during the Great Texas Beer Run. Uh, of course, I was the only one drinking since Amy's not uh, not partaking of that. <laughs> but we're finding other ways to stay entertained too. You know, we're watching new movies. We we probably watched uh, half of the movies that came out online that were in theaters at the time when all this stuff kicked off. So we're uh, we're gradually working our way through. But you know, finding new inter- or new ways to stay entertained and and stay positive. I'll. Uh, I might have a different opinion for you here in a couple of weeks when I'm not getting any sleep every night, but for now, feeling very good. Oh, yeah. Well, hey, I mean, God, good luck. I mean, you're going to have a heck of a time in this next month, and and if it wasn't already tough enough, you're... Yeah. Uh, Well, guys, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Uh, well, thanks for coming on. And this is a typically we have our guests uh, who we we feature, but this we felt this was a good time to to kind of feature on, you know, what the business is shaping up in the digital marketing space. So I really do appreciate y'all coming on. Obviously, discussing uh, the challenges that we're all going through, but hopefully this will be insightful for those uh, listening and who can take something from it. Man, thank you for having us on. Really enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good chatting with you guys. Appreciate having us on. All right, thanks. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by Q1 Media. Q1 Media partners with agencies and brands all across the nation for all their digital marketing needs, whether it's CTV, OTT, location-based mobile device ID targeting, search engine marketing, targeted display, any research and data that you need, whatever it is, Q1 Media can help with your marketing efforts. Please check out Q1 Media's website at q1media.com. That's Q, the number one, media.com. You can view case studies, examples of our work, uh, or just check out more episodes of the podcast, The Q, Conversations in Digital Media.